Hello and welcome to I Am Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Lindsay Hall, the Muhammad Seymour Superintendent. Uh, I guess we should say soon to be retiring Muhammad Seymour Superintendent. <laughs> uh, uh, you have a little bit more than a semester left. So first of all, welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much, Fred. I appreciate the opportunity to talk. Well, there's a lot of things to get to. I, I thought we would start with talk about how the day-to-day -day life of the superintendent has changed over about the the last two years since uh, COVID-19 was, was first introduced and uh, certainly a new normal for you, isn't it? Yeah, ab absolutely. And um, I, I can't say enough about our staff in, in the Muhammad Seymour schools and, and just how we've navigated the last, uh, gosh, uh, we're, we're up to like 22 months of this now. <laughs> so uh, really quite a long time and of, of um, enduring, surviving, but I would also say thriving under really difficult circumstances. Um, you know, I would say my job has changed um, from being being able to, um, you know, some kind of longer term visioning and planning to um, just day-to-day -day basis, not, not really knowing what could happen in terms of, of COVID. Now that's, that's gotten better since the beginning of the pandemic. I mean, certainly like um, when it when it first started for for the first year really it was all just new and like not knowing what the next day was going to bring or what decision might need to be made that has you know never been considered before in in our school district or in for that matter in in most public schools it was very much like drinking from the fire hose and trying to put out fires at the same time building the airplane while you're flying it all those analogies apply and uh, it, it's it um, it's there are still challenges, but they're just different challenges now than than they were um, when we first started uh, the the pandemic back in March of 2020. So um, it's it's been a uh, it's been a journey. There certainly are blessings, and there's many opportunities to to learn and and figure out like oh, there's some things we can that we changed that. Um, that actually are we're doing things better because of it, and then there's things certainly that that we don't ever want to have to do again. So been it's, it's been interesting and memorable, that's for sure. So, so talk about some of those challenges. What what are some of the challenges that, that you're still facing? Well, I mean, I, I it, it, let's just be really honest. Everybody is worn down and tired of dealing with COVID. I mean, I, I can't, I, I, I know I speak for our staff, uh, our entire organization um, that we, we're, we're tired of it. And I, I recognize completely that parents and kids are too, I get it. Um, and so I, I'll, that's, that's out there. And it, it, there's also, I think another thing that's layered on top that's more significant this year is there's some really strong opinions about how we should be doing things in schools. I, I get it, I understand that. I respect that there's there are different opinions. That has to be balanced with the fact that there are requirements that, that we must follow and um, that we're also interfacing with families and kids and human beings. And um, it's, it's just a balance we're doing the best we can. Um, I understand that we make decisions that that sometimes people disagree with or, or don't like. Um, we're just trying to stay between the guardrails. And most importantly, we are trying to keep kids in school. 
And I'm very proud of the fact that we've not had to take an adaptive pause this year. We've not had to stop athletics or any activities or any extracurriculars, or we've not shut down uh, any classrooms. So we continue to move ahead. I'm hoping and praying for some type of change or relief from um, some of the protocols and mandates, but um, at the end of the day, that those are not um, decisions that right now that um, we're making at a local level. Well, and I think it's not only a case, at least in my mind, it's not only a case that people have strong opinions, that they're voicing those. And I, I think in the past, maybe there, there wasn't quite, uh, you know, as many people being as vocal about, and especially if they were really on one, one side or the other. Uh, do you find that too, that people are a lot more willing to, to let you know, mm -hmm. uh, let the school board know in general uh, what they think about things and, and how they should be done? Certainly, yes, that, yeah. And, and um, th there's, nothing, there's, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. Um, our school board is an elected public body with open meetings with opportunities for public comment. And uh, so I think just in general, in our, in our country, people are, have kind of dialed back the filter a little bit, whether it's um, in public meetings or whether it's on social media. Um, so the, uh, it, 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 is, it is what it is. Um, and with anything else, there's opportunities to learn from that. And there's also some challenges that, that go with that as well. I know when the, when the pandemic started, uh, there was talk, well, you know, there really is no manual about this. And, and now we're mm -hmm. into it. And, and really, the same can be said. I mean, there, there really is no manual because the things you're facing now, while they're, they may be COVID related, they're not what they were in, in March of 2020. So yeah. talk about, you know, trying to, to deal and, and adapt when it's really new territory still two years later. Yes, absolutely. And there, there are there's there are still new things that come about that you haven't that you haven't dealt with um and there's you know there's still things that that we need to do um in schools right now um again when when it started it was such an unknown to the fact that you know we just shut down for the last nine weeks of the um 2019-2020 school year um, and you know, there's a, hindsight is 2020. We can go back and we can say, well, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Um, I, I'll be honest, I, I'm not really sure of the answer there. Um, COVID was spreading very quickly. We, there was a lot we didn't, didn't know about, um, you know, and, and we, we got through last year. You know, one of our challenges um, here in the schools was, you know, last year um, we were very focused on um, social distancing, keeping kids six feet apart. That was, that was the, um, the um, recommendation requirement at that, at that time. Um, six feet apart as much as to the greatest extent possible was, was the wording. And we have overcrowded schools, most of our buildings. And so that for us, that was a challenge. And so um, I think it's really important to remember that throughout the pandemic, that every school district needed to and continues to need to operate under their own context and their own situations. Um, it, it's not productive, really, to say, well, Blue Ridge is doing this. Why can't we do that? Or Muhammad Seymour is doing this. Why don't we do what Muhammad Seymour is doing? Because we, we have different buildings. We have, we have different um, numbers of students. We, it, it just all has to be decided uh, and looked at at a local level. 
which is why sometimes it is incredibly frustrating when we have statewide mandates that cover everything, yet we're so, sure. there's 852 school districts that are very different. Um, so there, I, under, I understand the questions that people have and the frustrations they have. I have them too. Uh, but again, I also have to look at um, how, do, how do I invest my time as superintendent and my time's been invested toward, in, toward keeping kids in school. So I know originally you were planning on retiring in June of 2023. You, you've moved that up a year to, to end of this school year, June of 2022. Talk about some of the, the thoughts and, and, and reasons for going ahead and sure. moving it up by a year. Sure. Well, thank you. Thank you for asking. It certainly wasn't an easy decision. I would, I would call it life-changing um, in a lot of ways, but um, I've, I've always um, been an advocate for self-care and wellness for our staff and for, um, you know, we, we are in a profession as public educators. It doesn't matter what, what role you have in our school district. If you're a teacher, if you're a custodian, if you're a lunchroom supervisor, transportation, um, educational office professional, paraprofessional, whatever it is that you do, we are serving and we're serving the families and, and, and students of Muhammad Seymour. And that can, be, that can be very draining and rewarding at the same time. Um, and so caring for ourselves uh, so that our tanks are full so that we can give and serve in the best way possible is, is really important. But uh, it's, it, it sometimes is, it's difficult to make those decisions. You feel selfish or you feel like putting myself first is somehow not okay. And I've just tried to say, well, it, it is okay. Um, you have to take care of yourself. You have to um, re-energize. You have to find some peace and solitude and get away from all the, the noise uh, that goes on in our lives. And um, the more th that I thought about some different circumstances um, in my personal and professional life, it was just very simply a decision about how I invest my time. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is from Tolkien and it's um, all we have to decide is what to do with the time that we are given. And um, my family and my faith have um, always been and will continue to be the most important things in, in my life. And so is my own health. And so my decision was simply rooted on caring for myself and my family um, and just not, not wanting to put another year in, into this um, so that I could best care for those people that are most important to me. I know sometimes over the years when, when superintendents retire a year or so later, they, they resurface as an interim superintendent. <laughs> Is that something you could see uh, happening on, on your radar or do you think when you're done, you're done? Uh, you know, I, I've, I've done, I never thought I superintendent, you know, if you'd asked me a lot when I started in public education, this is not, it just, this, this, this pathway just evolved for me. So I'm, I don't want to be one that says I would never do that. Um, it, I, I don't want to do it immediately. Um, I need a break from this. Um, and so I, I recognize that, um, but that is something that retired superintendents often do. And um, those opportunities are, are often there. And so if it comes about and it's uh, timing is right and it works out, um, I'm not gonna sit here and say, absolutely not. I, th I think that's just a, would be a mistake. <laughs> what do you see as next for yourself after uh, June of, of 20 or July of 2022 gets here? 
Um, well, I, um, first of all, want to spend more time with, with family. Um, Jay and I have three grandchildren and, um, and so that's, that's of, and our kids too. <laughs> our kids are still important. <laughs> so our grandchildren. So we, you know, that's, that, that's a top priority. Um, I, um, I've um, taught at Illinois State University. I hope to continue that um, in their principal preparation program. Um, I really, I really enjoy doing that. Um, I've been doing some leadership coaching. I hope to continue with that. Um, but I don't, um, I don't plan to continue to work 60, 70 hours um, a week regularly and be connected to my phone all the time. So looking forward to a little bit of disconnection and stepping back. We have no plans to move. Um, so be around if there's opportunities to be involved um, that, that could present itself. And so I'm just generally pretty, pretty open and um, just looking forward to a new journey. Well, you mentioned something that I, I wanted to follow up with, and, and that is just basically you're, you're right now you're really on call 24-7. I mean, you, you might get a call or a message at, at 1130 at night or three o'clock in the morning if, you know, if maybe there's a threat out there or something or, or there's some kind of problem with the building. So, I mean, I mean talk about that, because that, that has to really be a, a challenge to know that, you know, wh whether you're at, at home or whether you're even away on a trip or, or wherever you might be. Uh, at any minute, you can get a call and, and have to be called into action. Sure. And, and I, Fred, thanks for the question. But I, I want to preface my answer by saying that, um, that I, I, I knew that going into this job. And, and frankly, being a principal is not much different either. Um, so in, in terms of being on call. And, and so, you know, we accept these responsibilities knowingly and open, openly. Um, as, as you go into administration and um, there is more responsibility, there's more connection and um, that that's been a part of the job that it's, it's just part of it. I don't, I don't know what else to say, um, but you, you have to accept that your phone is on your nightstand. Um, and certainly the calls that you get in the middle of the night usually are not good news. Uh, so I would just, you know, say that uh, that does, that absolutely does happen. But you know, it's. Um, I would say this. It goes. It goes beyond just being connected twenty four seven to, um, to a phone. It. It's. It's also um, just kind of your your thought life, if you will. Um, I think about work all the time, and um, I'm judging that. I'm not complaining about it. It just. It's the job, and um, I, unless you do this job, and and then like for example, unless I do your job, I don't know what it's like. Um, and, and so I know what it's like, and I know what other superintendents do, and I know what it's like to be a principal and an assistant principal. And, um, it's, it's incredibly demanding, but that's balanced with, a, a, a lot of, um, really rewarding times as well. But, um, I am looking forward to less connection and, um, less, you know, 24 seven kind of phone on the nightstand <laughs> kind of thing. I want to talk a little bit about the social media aspect, because it, it seems like it's no longer just a case that somebody might post something on, on social media saying, you know, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Now you've got to worry about people hacking into somebody else's accounts. And so you get that same kind of, you know, perhaps it's a, it's a threat or, or whatever it might be, but it's not really the person that, uh, that might be saying it. So, I mean, that, that adds another layer as, as well, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I... Um... 
I don't personally have much good to say about social media, but, but you know, I, I respect that it has its, its positive uses. Um, so I, 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 want to, I want to acknowledge that, but um, I, you know, I see a lot of misinformation. I see a lot of misstating of, of information, um, you know, jumping to assumptions and conclusions before facts are gathered, hurting others very unkind things being said. Um, and then of course the whole um, issue with, with threats and, and safety and um, online bullying and, and um, all of the things uh, that, that need to be managed. And so that's certainly an aspect of the job that didn't exist like even 15 years ago. Um, it's, it's really exploded in the last um, 10 years or so. And it's, again, it's just, a, it's, another, it's another aspect of um, safety and security to manage, but also just how we handle information, how we choose to respond uh, to information that's out there and, um, and, and that type of thing. So you've been schedule oriented for so long. What do you think it's gonna be like to have to get up in the morning and be somewhere at a certain time? Is it gonna be tough to, uh, to adapt your schedule and, and all of a sudden change uh, cold turkey like that? Well, I, I have been an early morning person for a long, long time. Um, and, and so I, I, do, I don't want to give that up. I'm not gonna start sleeping in. Um, I, I, just, I think early morning is just the best time of the day. I love to go out and walk or run. I plan to continue to, to do that and um, be part of the world that's really much bigger than us and see some of the wonders of nature that are just around us all the time <laughs> here like at Lake of the Woods. So um, it, it will be interesting to just have more time and, and not have that schedule. I don't know, I've never done it. So I guess uh, we'll, we'll see what it's like. I, 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 you know, there's, I have a pile of books I wanna read. And um, so I'd like to get a dog. So there, there are things I could see filling, filling up the time but maybe not as, as time is filled right now. So I know there's there's support groups you know like for you know for for students for teachers whatever is there anything for superintendents I mean is there anything that <laughs> superintendents can can turn to to kind of you know help you get through the times or is it just kind of yeah. a adventure? Well, that's a great question. Thanks for asking that. Um, I I would say that one of the joys of being a superintendent is that there's there's a very strong network of support. Um, we are always the the only one in a school district. There's only ever one superintendent. Um, and sometimes there are districts that are small enough where there's only one principal or, and that type of thing, but um, there's always only one superintendent. Uh, maybe some rare cases of a shared situation, but really that's, that's very unique. And so um, it's very, very important that we talk to each other, that we support each other, that we understand that um, we have some things in common, but we're probably going to make different decisions based upon what's best for our school districts. Uh, but I have uh, I've made just great friends and connections through um, being a superintendent in Illinois. We have, an, we have a fantastic professional organization, the Illinois Association of School Administrators. And um, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that have helped to um, support me through the, the pandemic and the decision making and the stress that's gone with it. And a, a huge part of that has been the professional network of superintendents in this area and throughout the state. So if you would reflect back a little bit, uh, not only, you know, on the last couple of years, but, but your career, are there things that you would have liked to have done differently uh, over the years or, or not? 
oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think we, as human beings, um, we tend to be wired toward negativity virus, bias, negativity bias. And so we, we do recall the, you know, the time put in our mouths or said the wrong thing or got angry when we shouldn't have. And so, yeah, I would love to take back uh, a number. <laughs> I'm not going to go into what, but just rest assured for sure. I mean, I reflect on that a lot and try to try to be be better and, and get better and, and do the next right, right thing. Um, one of the most rewarding things about coming back to Muhammad Seymour as superintendent is that um, I now there are children in the school the schools now that are the kids of the kids I had when I was a principal here, um, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, it's great. I just, I, you know, I, I've, I've been able to see students that I worked with grow into adults and that's, that's incredibly rewarding. Um, I like, I, I, I believe that I have, when I have left a position, I've left whatever I've worked with in a better situation than when I started. I'm very, I'm proud of that. That takes teamwork, that takes collaboration, it takes communication, it takes some hard decision-making. Um, and, and you have to accept that when you're in positions of leadership, you're not gonna make everybody happy. And you also leave places where there's people who are really glad that you're leaving. Um, that's just part of it. And um, you have to be just comfortable with yourself and know what your core values are. and. And um, I've, I've relied on, on those and the support of my family to hopefully make decisions that have always been in the best interests of the students that, that we serve. It's been, it's been a blast. I mean, honestly, it feels like the first day I walked into a classroom was, you know, just a couple months ago. And it's been a lot longer than that. Well, I wanted to ask you too, it, it seems to me like maybe Christmas break is coming at an ideal time. I, I look around the area, <laughs> You know, Villa yes. Grove on pause with it with its athletics heritage. Uh, ran two, paused at least one team. Um, yeah, it seems like there's quite a bit of that going around. Do you think that maybe this is a good time to, to just be away from things for a little while? Um, well, I'm I'm going to say yes and no. Um, we we are looking forward to break. We always do. You know, you get to Christmas time and the holidays, and and you're excited for. For a break, um, it's an opportunity to spend time with with family and, and friends, and and hopefully rest a little bit and not wear ourselves out with all of the things that go with the holidays. So absolutely look forward forward to that. But here, here's what we need to remember about COVID: um, is COVID is transmitted outside of schools. <laughs> um, we actually have very 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 few cases of transmission within our classrooms. And so the reality is, is that we're going to be out of school for approximately two weeks and kids are gonna to get together, families are gonna to get together, COVID is going to be spread outside of school. Um, and, and so from a COVID standpoint, I, I don't personally view it as like, oh, the, you know, it's all gonna stop for two weeks. It's not, um, just as it didn't over summer times and over winter breaks that we've had in the last two, um, we will need to, um, you know, reassess when we come back in January, see, see where we're at, fingers crossed, we're, we're good to go and, and continue on. So um, yes, we need a break. Um, and, but I, I think it's, it's important to remember that we're not going to get a break from COVID. Well, in fact, that was my next question, you know, with families gathering and everything, 
you know, it seems to me like it's very possible that, that come January, there, there might even be a, a bigger surge and you might come back to, to more problems than yeah. what we're living right now. I mean, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's Fred, it's just so hard to tell because a year ago, um, um, the vaccine was just being released and we, we went out for Christmas break again, you know, not knowing what we were going to come back to in January and it, it wasn't bad. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. That's the thing is you, it's so unpredictable just from day to day. So um, I, I'm hesitant to say anything about January other than when January 5th rolls around, we have a teacher in service day. And when January 6th gets here, we'll welcome back all of our students to start second semester and, and we'll, we'll see where we're at. Um, I'm, I am, I, I encourage people to get vaccinated, get your booster. Um, and, and, uh, it's obviously as a parent, that is something you need to decide about your children. Um, and the, but you know, it's, it's available now for, for, um, kids down to age five, and that will help us slow the spread. So I know we're about out of time before we go. I did want to ask you, I know every couple of years there, there's elections and, you know, the possibility of new members coming on the school board. And we've certainly seen in the in the media about you know what appears to be some contentious moments currently. What what has that been like for you, uh, especially over the past couple of years working with the board? Well, I think uh, I I think it would uh, be inaccurate to to say that it's been smooth and easy. I mean, you can watch the videos of our of our board meetings um, and see that. I also just want to acknowledge that um, our board members come with. Um, different beliefs and with different ideas and um, our volunteers. And the last um, couple of years, you know, working through the pandemic has not been easy with, for them either. And I think that, um, you know, we just need to remember that they have families, they, they are sitting there as, um, as moms, dads, um, community members, friends, and um, so my, my, my wish is that um, in, in moving ahead that uh, the board finds positive ways to, to work together and um, I'm hopeful for that. All right, well, we've been talking with Lindsay Hall, the Mohammed Seymour superintendent. Uh, she's got another semester left and then she's going to go into retirement. Uh, anything else you'd like to add before we let you go today? Um, I'm looking forward to the, the next um, six months. I think it's going to fly by, but we've got some really, really important work to do here in, in the school district, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So appreciate the time, Fred. Thanks. All right. And happy holidays. I'm sure we'll be in Thank touch. You. All right. Thank you. Same to you.